Welcome everyone to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast that explains how your local team stacks up against the rest of the NBA. Hey Hoopheads, once you finish listening to this episode, be sure to check out the rest of the Hoopheads podcast network for even more great basketball content. Hey there, hi there, ho there, and welcome to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks show hosted by me, Devin Zanskis, and brought to you by Hoopheads as always. Today I'm coming at you solo, but we have a 3-0 week against teams with better records than us to discuss. There's a slight caveat to that now that uh, the three games have passed, but I'll get into that shortly. I'm going to, of course, uh, audible and go in reverse chronological order as we just took down the Suns in another NBA Finals rematch. We may remember that uh, they kind of blew us out of the water recently, but this time around the Bucks had not only the home court advantage, but the fact that the Suns were without three of their top six guys in uh, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and as of just this game, Cam Johnson, who sunk an awesome... Uh, banker game winning three for the Suns. He also got uh, mixed up with uh, Julius Randle as well. Uh, I think I think that would have been more around like the third quarter of that national TV game that I caught. But Julius Randle was having himself quite a night. So, but yeah, Suns were still pretty shorthanded in that game against the Knicks two that they were able to take away and yeah now that they were even without Cam Johnson it made it even harder but this was a close game for uh, a long while to say the least basically until Chris Middleton sunk uh, a couple daggers there for us he had a season high 44 points in this game I'll briefly go over some other uh, high overview stuff before we get too deep into the game action. Uh, on Friday night, the Bucks took the third seed from the Chicago Bulls after another strong showing from the Bucks' big three. Uh, Giannis having uh, 30 po- 34 points, 16 rebounds, 5 assists to Zach Levine's uh, 30 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. DeMar DeRozan was no slouch either for the Bulls. And like I said, the rest of the big three came out for the Bucks as well. So, uh, Battle of the Giants there. And then the most recent... No, pardon me. Not the most recent. Um, the first game of the week, first game after my last recording, was when the Bucks uh, completed an impossible uh, 21-6 run in the last six minutes to take the game away from the still number one seeded Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference on a uh, on a Drew Holiday floater over Bam Adebayo. Uh, really just an impossible sequence with everything going the Bucks' way. The Bulls game was mainly just, you know, the Bucks, the Bucks size overpowering the Bulls to hold on to hold on to their victory. And then this Suns game, too, was another just amazing showing by, uh, in particular, Drew and Chris. Giannis had some foul trouble, so he might have only ended with like 20 points himself, but uh, he had at least 
he had several, but one uh, particular memory from this one against the Suns, that is. So why don't we just hop into this Suns game where Bucks won 132-122. to Bucks starters were Drew, Grayson, Chris, Giannis, and Bobby. Suns starters without those guys I mentioned before were Cameron Payne, Landry Shamit, Call Bridges, Jay Crowder, and DeAndre Ayton. Giannis had three dunks in the first five minutes of this game. One of them was just powering through DeAndre Ayton. Another one was a super high lob from Grayson Allen. And then I believe the third one in the early goings was a steal. Um past Jay Crowder for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Both teams started this game shooting four of eight from the from the three-point line. And uh, however, Drew's younger brother, youngest brother, that is, Aaron Holiday, uh, was a uh, plate spoiler for the Bucks a bit at the end of the first quarter as, uh, as Drew hit a couple... Uh, couple tough mid-rangers as he did throughout all of this game it turned out but uh on the third made jumper in short order from chris middleton chris was actually called for a charge uh on aaron holiday and, and then holiday um drew's youngest brother aaron that is he made a couple close baskets, <laughs> close baskets excuse me at the end of the first quarter uh to uh, lead to a Bucks deficit, thirty to thirty-three after the first quarter, Giannis with eleven points and three rebounds to DeAndre Ayton seven points and two rebounds. Uh, the Bucks went on a seven-zero run uh, over a minute and a half span early in the second quarter, uh, with another lob from Grayson to Giannis, and then Grayson sinking a three. However, once uh, Campaign and DeAndre Ayton returned, they were able to convert on a couple uh, close close looks out of the pick and roll. Campaign, of course, uh, one of the better backup point guards uh, in the league, despite his kind of circuitous path from being a lottery pick, then being out of the league, and then coming back here to play for his uh, former and now current coach, uh, Monty Williams, so uh, fun story there, except for when the Bucks are playing the Suns, I could do without, um, but once the Bucks started slowly bringing, bringing back more of their starters, they were able to bring it back close, uh, including a putback jam from Giannis Santacumpo, as by the end, both teams ended up putting up 30 in the second quarter, so still only a three-point Bucks deficit at half, 60 to 63. Giannis with 17 points, eight rebounds, and two assists to DeAndre Aiden, 17 points and four rebounds. Uh, Giannis was able to swat a McCall Bridges uh, bucket uh, off the backboard, or no bucket rather, there for Bridges. Uh, Bobby Portis was also to make uh, one or two, one of his two free throws the next time down. After that swat from Giannis, after um, after someone was able to find Bobby on a back cut, 
Um, interesting enough, Giannis started this game. Uh, he made his first seven shots and ended the first half shooting eight of nine from the field. Uh, but he missed his first four field goals of the second half. Um, and he actually ended the third quarter also with only one point, scored minimally in the fourth as well. Uh, so I don't know for certain what Giannis's point total was at the end of this game, but that's right around 20, which isn't great for his stats, but really means uh, very little when when we have Chris Middleton with his 44-point season high, which I believe is at least tied for second most points he's had in a game. And then also Drew Holiday got hot along with Chris Middleton going into that fourth quarter. Um, I have this in my notes. I hope I'm not totally off, but if I remember correctly, I think at one point Drew had 17 points in either the second half or the fourth alone. Um, at one point in the third quarter as well, the Bucks went into a 2-3 zone, that, but that proved to be uh, exploitable, if that's a word. Uh, DeAndre Aiden was able to exploit that 2-3 zone as he's quite confident with those free throw line jumpers. Um, I'm sure... Some people might not like this comparison, but when but when DeAndre Aiden was knocking down those shots, it just had me think um, thinking about Bam Adebayo and and um, just I don't know how well Bam would be able to complete the whole package if he was just a little more confident in those short jumpers that he seemed reluctant to take, uh, at least in the in the first round against us last year. But he. I don't know, in that Heat game that we'll get more into later, he had one uh, kind of crazy uh, contested push shot late in the game, but I don't remember um, I don't remember that being a shot that Bam went to often in that game. And uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, at least if if uh, Buck's defense was at all similar, he probably had chances against us. Um, either way, just a random thought I had. Um, the Bucks would take the lead, though, uh, going into the fourth quarter. How about that? A winning Bucks third quarter for once. Uh, 91 to 90 Bucks lead going into the fourth quarter. Uh, this must have been the start of the Chris Middleton run as he had uh, 28 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists going into the fourth. DeAndre Aiden had 25 points and 7 rebounds. Drew scored the first 6 points for the Bucks at the beginning of the fourth. Um, but Giannis would get his fifth foul uh, on a light push in the back uh, against former Buck Tory Craig. Uh, however, I don't know, I, I feel kind of silly saying, like adding, a, adding an asterisk to the push in the back foul because... Uh, I don't know. It's just either way. I feel like pushing someone in the back isn't isn't the isn't the cleanest defense to begin with. So, not trying to argue that Giannis didn't deserve the foul. Giannis would foul out of this game too, uh, on kind of a similar play, but even even kind of softer 
But at the end of the day, it's on Giannis for putting himself in such a position when he's only a foul or two away from from having to leave the game with it, you know, still in the balance of it. Uh, but uh, Drew and Chris Middleton would tie up the game at 113 as they both just seem to continue to rein in threes over 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 a period of time. Chris uh, had a season high at just 35 points, but of course he built on that quite a bit. Serge Ibaka even filled in well for Giannis on the defensive end with two clutch blocks late. And then in the final stretch, uh, Giannis would replace Ibaka with the few minutes that they had left, and he would stuff a campaign's layup attempt off the backboard. And in real time, and especially considering campaign's reaction to this, you might have thought he got away with with the uh, goaltend, but if you go to the replay, it's actually pretty clear that that he beats the ball, or he's the one who who punches the ball off the backboard as opposed to a campaign with his layup attempt. Uh, Then Giannis would get sent to the foul line, hit one of two free throw attempts. Chris would would intercept a pass from McCall Bridges. Wow, his name is really close to Miles Bridges. I feel like I might as well flip a coin uh as far as my guess as to if I've if I've twisted up the names at all in this recording. Nevertheless, Chris intercepted a pass from McCall Bridges uh late in this game. Uh but um he would then stroll down court and get sent to the line, making two of two free throw attempts. Next time down, Giannis would foul out. It was uh Basically, what had happened was he contested a layup, and then I think the contest was pretty clean, but then he just, out of nowhere, kind of stuck out his hand um, and might have just patted, patted the guy in the stomach or something in the air, but it wasn't anything particularly dangerous at all. Pardon me if y'all heard that. Tucker seems to be concerned about some noise happening, but that guy hears everything. <laughs> um, we'll get to more more Tucker content for sure later, but um, it's actually Aiton that Giannis fouled, uh, causing Giannis to have to leave the leave the game for the remainder of regulation. Aiton only hit one of those two free throw attempts. And then Chris Middleton would sink two uh, tough jumpers in a row, one a fadeaway, and then um, and then following that he hit a dagger three. I forget after which shot, but there was one um, one of those two jumpers. Uh, Jake Crowder got pretty upset with Bobby Portis after the fact. I know the both teams were heading to a timeout and we were on the Bucks uh benches side of the court too, so nothing was bound to happen, but um 
basically Bobby was was just handing the ball to Jay Crowder and Jay Crowder just thought it was uh I don't know, maybe maybe because the game was all but over uh Jay Crowder thought Bobby Portis was kind of antagonizing him a little bit just going directly to him and handing handing him the ball instead of giving it to a ref or just leaving it be um I don't know. I, I guess in that case, it probably doesn't take a ton to set up, to upset Jay Crowder. In that instance, Bobby might have also known what he was doing, but of course, the more we talk about it, the less significant the foul act or wasn't a foul. Less significant the act even seems to be. But uh, yeah, if if. Uh, <laughs> Bucks didn't already have the game in the bag after after Chris's first fadeaway there. They definitely had it after that three, and uh, it was nice to be able to redeem ourselves after that uh, butt whooping the last time we played the Suns. Uh, but uh, luckily, that's not the last one that we'll that uh, we'll get to talk about in this game. Uh, I figured some other points we might as well go over here because. You know we're beyond we're beyond the trade deadline. Um, it seems like at this point, any of the major buyout candidates uh, would have been had already, or they've just decided to remain on their teams. So to me, it makes all the more sense to go around the horn and uh, yeah. I know that's uh, kind of a, a nice luxury of being able to uh, be at my parents' house, dog sit for my boy Tucky over there laying on the bed. Tucker, I don't know what you heard earlier, but please be mindful. I'm trying to record something. We can play after. I'm sorry if I sound selfish. Um, but yeah, it's cool when I get to sit here, uh, kick it with my boy Tuck. We can set up a fort on the ground and... Um, Yeah, it's it's not that I, I couldn't watch more basketball, I guess, on my own, but I just feel like I watch even more when I'm uh, at my parents' house here. And um, actually, right before this Bucks game, I didn't catch this game until the very end, until Jason Tatum already had uh, 50 points, but Tatum ended um, the Celtics game against the Nets with 54 points, which ties... Larry Bird for the most 50-point games for the Boston Celtics. Just kind of crazy that he's already tying a Larry Bird scoring record. Considering that I, if I had to guess, I think Tatum might be even younger than I am. 25 for reference, if anyone cares. But, <laughs> but yeah, the Celtics also, I watched, I didn't actually, yeah, watch this this full Celtics Nets game, but I did watch the Celtics Grizzlies game earlier this week, and uh, that was their 13th win. But now, just before the Bucks, the Celtics got their 14th win in uh, in 16 games, which is super impressive, especially considering that people have been lukewarm at best with them for the past season and a half. 
Uh, but yeah, even though the Grizzlies didn't get to pull it out uh, against the the Celtics, we did get a Ja Morant, uh, D Rose esque uh, lob finish, which was pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, shout out Ja Morant. He's everyone's favorite player now. So I'm always happy when I have when I have the ability to watch watch him instead of the Lakers or or Knicks. Uh, I'll definitely get behind uh, anyone's petition to take them just permanently off national TV for the rest of the year. Uh, but uh, sounds a little silly uh, going into. Um, this LeBron 56-point game that he had last night against the Warriors that I watched, he's one of only four players uh, to score 50 points while being 37 years of age or older. The other four are uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. Of course, now he's one of the four. And then Jamal Crawford, also for the Suns there. Uh pretty wild but that obviously happened quite recently uh can't say it was most meaningful uh most meaningful game uh memory serves me right but um michael's 50 point game was when he dropped 51 in 2001 um i think jamal crawford uh, just barely crossed the 50 point threshold. I feel like a I feel like a jerk wording it like that. But my point, my only point is that uh, LeBron putting up 56, I believe, means that he had the second most points for a guy his age or older. And then, of course, the most would be uh, Kobe when he dropped 60 points on 50 shots in his last game. Uh, for the Lakers against the Utah Jazz. I remember watching that back in 2016 because I was in my dorm room at the time. And it was pretty wild. <laughs> uh, seems minuscule in the grand scheme of things now, of course. Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. But, yeah, um... Perhaps in this stretch here. Well, either way, it was one of these two weekend nights where I was uh, crashing here at the folks' place where I watched two nationally televised games. And one of them was also the Suns game that I alluded to against the Knicks where uh, Cam Johnson hit the game winner. Uh, I think he had one of the one of the better scoring outputs of his career, which is uh, always nice to see. I think Aiton, in comparison, tonight might have had his season high. I don't know if he got his career high, but by the end, I think Aiton had uh, had gotten to at least thirty, and I don't think his career high was any more than like thirty-three. So you could check that for. For those game stats, I'm recording this pretty close to real time, so I don't have that uh, in my bag quite yet. But either way, we might as well get into more 
Uh, Bucks talk here, of course, the Bucks taking a third seed from the Chicago Bulls. Um, so that's sort of my asterisk from the top is that uh, the Bucks have now passed the Bulls, so they so they technically have a better record than the Bulls. Uh, they also have the tiebreaker. As it stands after today's game, the Bucks are 40 and 25, whereas the uh, Bulls are 39 and 25. So quite close. The Bucks are also tied for with uh, three games back behind the Miami Heat. Still, uh, Bucks have just played two more games and gone, you know, 500 in those two games. So. Uh, Yeah, so I don't know if it's just, uh, yeah, perhaps the Sixers also have the tiebreaker on the Bucks, but similar games back. Uh, shout out to the Miami Heat also. I didn't realize that, I mean, it's really not a, it's really not huge, but considering how close the East has been all year, uh, having a, you know, being ahead by, uh, by three games uh, in first place is, is you know, uh, probably a bigger cushion than most teams have had all year. You know, in contrast, that's uh, the Heat's... The Heat are as many games ahead of us as we are uh, ahead of the Cavs in sixth place while we're in the third place spot, so... Shout out to them, I suppose, but we can get into more. We can get into more heat talk later, of course. The Bucks had the same starters against the Chicago Bulls, uh, where they had their strong showing with the big three, and of course the Bulls' top two guys showed up too. The Bulls' starters were Io Desumu, Zach Levine, Demar Derozan, Tristan Thompson, and Nikola Vucevic. Uh, I don't know. Perhaps the lead to this was actually uh, Grayson Allen playing in Chicago for the first time since, uh, since of course, uh, you know he followed uh, Alex Caruso and then was suspended for a game, and everyone was up in arms about it, and. Some people had good reasons. Some people had less, uh, yeah, less valid concerns. But I guess a bit of the talk talk around that was, I believe Tristan Thompson, the uh, latest member of the Bulls, was questioned about the foul, and I'm sure he was he he could have been kind of led into answering this way, but. He said something along the lines of that, like he would have problems if if a player injured his player, injured his teammate the way Grayson did. Of course, uh, Bob, Bobby BP Portis liked liked that uh, tweet as well. So people thought there could have been a bit of extracurriculars there, but you know, uh, none of that naturally. Um, Later on in this game, Derek Jones Jr. would be assessed for a flagrant one against Grayson Allen, but that one was clearly inadvertent. He had just caught 
he caught Grayson uh, with an elbow to the dome. Clearly inadvertent. He got a lot. He got a lot of his body though. Uh, he just kind of flung himself at Grayson. It was. I mean, I'm not gonna call it a dirty play just to be petty. Uh, maybe a little dangerous, but I'm also not gonna call for uh, yet another suspension. Oh, and most importantly, at the, at the end of the game, Grayson was asked about uh, all the booze, of course, all, after every time Grayson touched the ball, and he said that it was nothing and that he heard much worse when he was uh, even more infamous in college for his uh, his ant- his antics. But that's behind us now. We've got even another win after taking home that one, so... Uh, Bobby Portis converted uh, the first two Bucks field goals made, and he also made his first four attempts in this one. Chris would have to head, head to the sideline early with uh, two fouls uh, in the first quarter, and Levine in particular started out quite hot, I thought. Game was tied after the first quarter at 25. Uh, Bobby had uh, 10 points and four rebounds, and Levine had 10 points, four rebounds, three assists. The Bucks would go on a 16-4 to run going back to the end of the first quarter. Uh, after 10 field goal attempts in the second quarter alone, the Bucks would make their first seven attempts to the Bulls only making their first four uh, 10 field goal attempts in the, in the second quarter. Something I definitely didn't see coming in this game was Bobby Portis meeting Zach Levine at the summit late in the second quarter for a big-time block. And the Bucks went into the second half with a 57 to 53 lead. Uh, Giannis had 15 points, six rebounds, two rebounds uh, to uh, Zach Levine's 13 points, four rebounds, and three assists. Giannis would yam it on both Tristan Thompson and Nikola Vucevic's head. Um, and shortly after, Grayson would also um, would also slam home a dunk uh, in transition, I believe, with the he- with the left hand and uh, possibly even lightly contested. Uh, I could be wrong, though. Giannis uh, would shortly after uh, uh, hit uh, Io DeSumo with a nasty Euro step in traffic uh, and then slam it home. Um, I'm just now noticing that I'm naming uh, exclusively uh, Bucks highlights up to this point, but but uh, of course the Bulls would uh, outscore outscore the Bucks by if I can do math, eleven points in the third quarter. Because um, at this point the Broadcast point out that the Bucks actually allowed the most third quarter points uh, per game in the NBA with around 29 points in the third quarter on average, uh, which is not good. And even worse is that um, the Bulls went on a bit of a run, and then that was capped off with uh, uh, Derek Jones Jr. Uh, dunking it on Giannis's head. Um leading into a timeout, and then DeMar DeRozan would knock down a couple tough mid-rangers to close out the third quarter. 81-88 to Bulls. 
Giannis had 24 points, 10 rebounds, and 3 assists to DeMar DeRozan's 24 points, 3 rebounds, and 3 assists. Uh, Chris would, or excuse me, Grayson would drain a corner 3 uh, early in the 4th quarter to Bulls fans' dismay. Of course, an instance where he heard a lot of boos and was able to just shrug it off. Uh, however, uh, just after that was... Uh, when Derrick Jones Jr. was assessed for that flagrant one for catching Grayson in the face at the elbow. Uh, Then Chris would lob it uh, up to Giannis uh, in the pick and roll to tie it at 102. Uh, Yeah, it was later on in this fourth quarter uh, was when the Bucks really seemed to take advantage of of the size that they had. Against the Bulls with Drew sinking three short jumpers in a row. And then we saw uh, now famous uh, QB1 uh, Chris Middleton toss to to Javon Carter, who finished a contested uh, reverse layup uh, in clutch time there. A guy Javon Carter didn't uh, see a lot of this game. So for him to... Hit a tough shot like that uh, in crunch time is uh, huge. And uh, definitely not a given. Like Marcus Johnson said on the broadcast. Uh, but, yeah, once once the Bucks kind of, you know, in, in a way, it's, uh, it's funny. Um, you know, the, the more I cover this team, the more I, I, I see – how they kind of there there are just always always themes in these short little stretches that that the bucks go on here which just makes it easier on me as um you know someone who obsesses about them but um yeah going 3-0 is one thing but the the bucks uh doing so by taking care of business uh late is just uh it's just a cherry on top here. Um, so somehow this Bulls game was actually like the least dramatic of <laughs> of all these games going into the fourth quarter because because um, yeah the Bucks just just made it uh, look quite easy honestly uh, at times taking advantage of their size and. This is probably the game where I was least concerned about giving up the lead. Even though we were down by seven going into the fourth. I guess the most similar to the Suns game. Just because the Heat game was absolutely absurd. Um, I guess the last takeaway that I had was I thought that the Bulls rotations were quite weird. Uh, Like, for example, starting Tristan Thompson and Nikola Vucevic together, but then there are other times where, if I'm not mistaken, it seemed like neither Thompson or Vucevic were in, and they had uh, Javante Green um, nominally at the power forward slot. I guess that could have been next to, like, a Derek Jones Jr. as, like, as another forward there, but... Yeah, you you'd think you'd think you should have at least one of those two guys on the floor, and maybe not together. But 
uh, as Bulls fans don't need a need a reminder of. Uh, they do have a. <laughs> again, they really have three of. They really had three of their top six. Um, out in this game, I guess you could argue it would be their their fourth, fifth, and sixth options. But I mean, still, that's that's a lot. Um. Yeah. Either way, uh, I guess we can kind of check back. Uh, uh, into some other Bucks action from even earlier in the week, and that was uh, still the craziest game um, since I had last recorded with the uh, 21 to six run in the last six minutes against the Heat, and the game winner from from Drew Holiday. Uh, the Bucks were able to have their same starters in this game, and the Heat though um, they were without Kyle Lowry, which is. Enormous for them, of course, but uh, thanks to their famous heat culture, uh, they should be able to uh, hang on to that uh, next man up mentality more than anyone else. And I mean, it, it holds up. They gave they gave us a run for our money, to be sure. Uh, but yeah, going from uh, Kyle Lowry to Gabe Vincent. Uh, Definitely did not help their odds. Uh, the Bucks went on an 8-0 run from the 9.5 to the 8.5-minute uh, mark in the first quarter. Giannis had uh, two fouls in the first five minutes of this game, uh, but then he would come back in and drain a fadeaway uh, jumper uh, at the end of the first quarter uh, at the buzzer as the Bucks led 36-28. to However, the Heat went on a 10-0 run uh, at the beginning of the at the beginning of the second quarter, leading to a uh, Mike Boonholzer timeout. Giannis got his third foul within the first three minutes of the second quarter, uh, but Bobby Portis would get two offensive rebounds, including one after him hitting the deck. Uh, uh, around this time, too, it looked like uh, this is uh, this is lame of me, but I still. I feel like it's a it's a coin flip for me as to whether or not it's Cody or Caleb Martin on the Miami Heat. So I'll just say Martin looked shaken up here, but he would uh, he would definitely return. Uh, but thanks to that 10-0 run from the Heat, uh, the uh, Bucks would go into the second half down two. Uh, 64 to 66 at half. Chris with uh, 21 points and two assists to Tyler Harrow's uh, 17 points and three rebounds. Uh, we got an awesome Giannis uh, swat uh, on Jimmy Butler. Uh, Giannis coming from the opposite side of the hoop that uh, Jimmy was lay- laying it up on, so it seemed like he didn't he didn't see it coming, and Giannis just completely uh, swallowed it swallowed up his shot. Uh, early in the third quarter, the Miami Heat went on an 11 to two run, but uh, ironically, the Bucks went on an eleven to two run of their own after a Mike Budenholzer timeout. 
we got to see see our dog uh, PJ Tucker uh, knock down a three, although it was in front of the Bucks bench and he was talking uh, junk back to them. Uh, hopefully, it was it was just a bit of a friendly competition, though. Uh, you know, given that uh, most of the guys on that bench are hopefully guys that were uh, on his side uh, during last year's playoff run, of course. I don't need to remind you of that, though. And unfortunately, I noticed at the end of the third quarter that Giannis had to make some business decisions due to having uh, four fouls already going into the uh, going into the fourth quarter. Uh, so it's interesting that it seems like Giannis managed his fouls much better in this Heat game. Of course, we needed it uh, in this one, and I guess less so in the Suns game. But uh, yeah, for Giannis's last two fouls to uh, to be so weak is uh, really disappointing. Um, at least you could say he was fighting for that rebound where he where he had a light push in the back against Craig. Uh, but you know, for him to to just to just uh, put a hand on Aiton when he was going up for a layup after already giving a good contest against him was just uh, unnecessary. But uh, but yeah. I'll die before I say I don't believe in Giannis, uh, if that's necessary to say. Uh, either way, though, uh, I guess the the Bucks and Heat were fairly even in that third quarter. Uh, Heat only outscoring them by one. Man, no, I can't do math by two <laughs> uh, in that uh, third quarter. So Bucks deficit was still only four points at that point, ninety three to ninety seven. Uh, Chris Middleton had 23 points, three rebounds, three assists. Meanwhile, uh, Tyler Harrow had 23 points, six rebounds, and three assists. Early in the fourth, Giannis was whistled for a goal 10. And uh, at the seven and a half minute mark of the uh, fourth quarter, uh, the Heat uh, met the 20 uh, three point mate, three pointers made threshold, making over 50% of their of their attempts uh, with uh, by shooting 20 of 38 from beyond the arc. Uh, later on, uh, Tyler Hero would also be upset with Wesley Matthews after a hard foul, and then uh, but Wes would foul him again shortly after. <laughs> um, I'm trying to trying to picture this play now i mean it definitely wasn't anything egregious i think it might have just been uh it might have been wes uh getting caught in the air and then coming down kind of hard on hero there uh so late in the fourth quarter Giannis would have two dunks in a row and then uh Bobby would also get a steal leading to some Bobby chance uh, in the building, which is always is always an added bonus. Whenever I go to a Bucks game, I consider it a disappointment if we don't get if we don't get a single Bobby chant in there. But uh, of course, I control my own destiny <laughs> in that sense if I'm in the building. And then 
your final stretch of this game is a uh, is pretty crazy. So, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I believe he pulled up for uh, like a short uh, mid-range jumper. It might have been one of his like his one of his padded uh, left side turnaround fades, but that ended up being being an air ball, which. Um, you know, can often be uh, just as surprising to the defense as the offense. So Chris was able to come up with the rebound, but he couldn't finish the close layup either. So it was Bobby who finally got the tip in on that possession. And then Giannis would hit um, both both free throw, th- free throw attempts uh, on the next two uh, times down the floor, but in between those two separate trips, uh, Tyler Hero was able to sink, um, sink a tough two point jumper. And then after Giannis's, uh, uh, last trip to the free throw line, Bam would hit that really tough push shot that I had mentioned earlier. Uh, I, th- I think he threw, he threw his arms up too, kind of want- wanting a call from that, but to no avail. Um, but that would make some sense if, uh, if I do remember it being a pretty difficult shot attempt. Um, and then Tyler Hero would get trapped by, I believe it was, I know Bobby Portis was in the mix because I think he was, because I think he was the one eventually credited with the steal, but it was, uh, Bobby and someone else who, uh, doubled, Doubled hero forced the ball out of his hands, and then it ended up with Chris Middleton, who pulled up for a ballsy uh, three uh, at the top of the key, uh, with you know plenty of time left. So he so he could have gone gone for the easier bucket, but uh, what the hell? We all ride the Chris Middleton tough shot express, and right around. Here, yeah, it should be right here was where the Heat were inbounding the ball. However, they had to call their last timeout because they were just about to get whistled for five seconds and turn the ball over uh, uh, due to not getting it in in on time. Um, but yeah, it was really down to like the last millisecond there. Refs gave the Heat the benefit of the doubt. Um, Drew, of course, looked absolutely uh, shocked having some bobby eyes with the with the referees. Uh, notice Drew's actually pretty animated with with the refs a lot. It doesn't, I don't know, not to the point where it's not necessarily um, like distasteful or anything, but uh, he 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 oftentimes looks pretty shocked when he's when he's dealing dealing with the refs and but it's not to say it's it's a uh, in a disrespectful man uh manner we would expect uh you know we would expect nothing less from Drew of course but then of course the heat had to inbound the ball still <laughs> and uh this time they 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 threw it into Jimmy Butler but Butler was quick, quickly smothered by Giannis and another Buck defender. Um, 
And uh, Giannis and Jimmy, or Giannis was able to wrap his arms around the ball too, along with Jimmy. So it was uh, assessed uh, a a jump ball. Giannis naturally came out on top uh, in that matchup, and then uh, Drew came down and uh, just went straight to the bucket and put up put up a a an insane uh, floater kissing the sky there just getting it above Bam Adebayo for the contest and the win at 120 to 119 and it was insane I, I was it was awesome that I got to watch this one uh, with my ma here because uh, <laughs> I mean to be clear my mother does not watch 100 bucks games a year depending on uh depending on when the bucks are eliminated in the playoffs nor does she also do the same same as I and try to watch an NBA game every night regardless of if it's the bucks or not but with 30 seconds left in this one I remember my, I remember my mom saying oh it's over once um the bucks must have missed like their last Whenever the Bucks like had their their latest miss in this game, my mom proclaimed it to be over. I told her, like we always say sarcastically when there's not, my friends and I do, but this time it was true. There's no sarcasm. Ma, there's a lot of basketball left, okay? We can intentionally foul. We got timeouts. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thank God there was a lot of basketball left in this game. Uh, yeah, makes you really makes you feel worth it to sit around for forty-eight basketball minutes. There, really, uh, two and a half hours in real time. Uh, maybe this is a weird feeling. I feel like I feel like I haven't gotten to celebrate uh, so many winning weeks lately, or at least you know, a winning week, but then it's mixed in with a, you know, a game where we might lose against a team where, where we have the availability advantage, but, uh, not this week. And, uh, we came out pretty dang lucky, I would say. So I don't know, go buy a lottery ticket, hug someone you love, whatever people do in times like these, uh, you know, when, when it's time to rejoice, uh, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to come up, I'm going to cut out of here slightly earlier than usual. Uh, but I might as well, uh, go over quick the schedule for the upcoming week here. Uh, Bucks play again on Tuesday. I'm recording here. Uh, Sunday evening, coming towards towards the end of this show here at 8.28 p.m. Sunday, March 6th. On Tuesday, this upcoming Tuesday, Bucks play Oklahoma City at OKC. I felt this was interesting. They played in Milwaukee today, or off tomorrow. Then Tuesday, they have to be in Oklahoma City. Then on the second night of a back-to-back, they'll be, they'll be flying back to Pfizer Forum to play the Hawks, which... 
I actually am going to that game with my uh, brother Drew. Uh, as long as that's still happening. I feel like that game kind of snuck up on me. So I, I got to double, double check with him too to make sure that's still kosher. Uh, it's cool getting to see him this weekend as we went over some bachelor party stuff. Should be fun. Uh, hopefully going to Vegas twice this summer for bachelor party and uh, summer league. But stay tuned. Uh, this morning I also got to see see the the littlest Sanskisses in uh, Fisher and Elsie, and of course uh, brother Dean, sister-in-law Haley. Good times here on a here on a Sunday. And then, of course, my boy Tuck, Tucky's still just napping over there on one of the three beds that he has in this household. What a what a spoiled spoiled little brat he is. But oh, we were talking about the Buck schedule. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the um, however, the Bucks uh, after their weird uh, trip around uh, trip around the states, there the Bucks have off uh, Thursday and Friday until they must then fly fly out again west uh, to Golden State on Saturday. So uh, that'll be interesting, but I think the Warriors have lost their last four games. I must confirm this. Yeah, they lost they lost their last four games and have lost uh, uh, and have only won two of their last eight games. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies are now a half game ahead of them for second place in the uh, Western Conference. The Suns, after taking that L to the Bucks, are 51 and 13. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do the math, but they're certainly on pace. They're certainly on pace for 60 wins or more, definitely more. Here, I can do the math. They literally have the percentages there. Uh, so the Suns are on pace for 65 wins currently with a, uh, you know, 79.7 win percentage through 64 games. Yeah, they're... they're uh, on this pace, they will end up with 65. So, pretty cool to, to beat a team like that, even though even though they were quite injured. Went over a bit of the standings uh, out east here. The Celtics are now in fifth, of course, with uh, the streak they've been on. Uh they're only a game and a half behind us and the Sixers, who are in third and second, respectively. Um, Cavs are in sixth, but the standings, because they've been so congested out in the East, there's nothing. Uh, there's nothing insane uh, about what we see there. The Bucks are currently on a 50-win pace through 65 games, which is respectable. I think we would take that as long as we're, as long as we're, uh, 
as long as we're healthy going into into the playoffs with a uh, top four seed. So, you know, today I'm happy, man. But, you know, if the Bucks don't win on Tuesday when they play the Thunder, I might feel a little different. Or when I'm in the building against the Hawks. Hawks are really frustrating to play. So if that doesn't go our way, I might be a little bummed. But I'll cover that later. And until then, I'll see you in another life, brother. Thank you for tuning in to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast. We hope you join us again soon. See you in another life, brother.